Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where we're claiming our powerful intuition, sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns of colonization, oppression, and invisibility, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codorniu, a modern-day bruja and healer, fourth-generation psychic medium, an Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16 and became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitive healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to our sacred medicine as we heal ourselves so we can serve the world powerfully. Thank you for joining this podcast again. I started last year with so much passion, so much energy and excitement. It was something new and something that was calling in my heart for so long. Then some losses hit as my father passed. My mom's illness grew um, more intense. And as I moved my spirit, my spirit forward supported my mom in her illness and continued to work in my business, I found that I needed to put this podcast to the side. So today, on this full moon in Scorpio, which we know this 2020 has been, pero Dios mío, invitación, a deep invitation, a deep initiation for us to face our deepest shadows, nuestras sombras, to be able to connect more deeply with what is truly important to us, to really reprioritize not only our well-being, our rest, our true purpose, and what we need moving forward, not only for healthy mind, body, and spirit, but also for better communities and truly for a better world with justice, equality, and more support for all of our well-being, including a shift in businesses. We see that capitalism has run rampant, and while this is not a political podcast, the personal is the political, right? And so remember, when we choose to vote or we don't choose to vote, we're also taking an action. When we choose to speak up, when we watch oppression or an act of racism, or we choose to remain quiet, we're making a choice. And so in 2020, as we are diving deeper into our shadows, remember that your voice matters. Remember that it is so important for you to call out something within yourself, within your community, within the world that needs to be seen. If we've all been deeply invited into this initiation and we're all home needing to face ourselves, some of us still working with children at home, others stressed because our finances are not as and flow as we needed them to be. It's time to wake up. It's time to remember acordarnos. And it's time for us to raise our voices. Today I have an incredible woman that I met last year and I had the great, great pleasure of connecting with. And so I'm going to share with you an interview that I did last year in October. I could not release it till now. But interestingly, it was Scorpio season when we spoke. And hello, today is the full moon in Scorpio. So it's a full circular energetics coming up for transformation and ancestral reconnection. And so, without further ado, let's keep going. I'm so, so excited to be with this powerful, sweet hermanita del corazón that I feel that I've been so blessed, that we've been so blessed to reconnect in this life. Sochil Ashe. Sochil, welcome. So glad to be here with you. Wow, Vanessa, such a pleasure to be here in your, in your presence. What a gift. Um, thank you for having me. You know, my feelings are so mutual definitely been feeling the connection and the sisterhood so strong between us. I know. And I think that for so many of us, either who have been awakening recently or have been on this awakening journey, right? Because it's 
we were talking about that the other day, right? Like initiation to initiation, like we're always going through levels as we move through, flow through life. I think that we're recognizing each other more. I just feel that. Do you, do you find that like even in spaces that you walk in where we're all recognize like we're recognizing each other more? I just feel that it's more prominent now as opposed to, I don't know, the spaces I walked in 20 years ago. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I feel like there's a second layer or shall I, we call it like a second level to that? Like, I feel like I was recognizing some people in the past and they definitely are still with me today and they are people that are walking alongside me on this journey of life right but i also was recognizing people from my wounds um yeah we've parted ways so i think that this is like the next layer or the next level of our evolution because now who i am meeting and i'm recognizing is almost like wound free oh like, yes oh wow like this is my sister and we don't have any wounds like wound on wound triggers yes. to resolve like this is actually like a meeting of two people who have done the work committed already to their personal work and now we just get to play yes. and most importantly support each other and support each other's most beautiful lives so that's how i feel i feel like i met you in the second round of uh <laughs> of awesomeness Oh my God, yes. And I love what you said that, recognizing each other from this place of we've done the work. And so it's not, because I've had people recognize me who in the beginning, who then became my clients or became part of my community who were like, when I first saw you, I was like, who is this bitch walking in here thinking like she knows something? And then they, they said it to me and I was like, wow, but I was in compassion. And now they adore me, but I was like, well, I'm a reflection of you, my love, you know? So I'm like, if you find that I'm powerful or daring, I am reflecting that part of you that you are disengaging from or not wanting to see, you know? And so it's so good to be able, like when I look at you and, and some of the other sisters that I've met in this way, that there is space, that there is room for each and every one of us to work our magic and support each other's magic um, in the world instead of, you know, the old, you know, and I don't know about if it is in California where you grew up, but in New York, you know, the energy sometimes around a lot of Latinx, a lot of Latinos, Latinas has been quítate tú para ponerme yo, like I take you out to go in myself. And I didn't even know about that until some people pulled me aside and explained that to me, like older people that were like, let me tell you something, Miha. And I was like, wow, I'm walking around like, and so I feel like we're healing that energy, those stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's funny that you said that, you know, cause I actually was reading something on that this morning. Um, you know, there's a saying, I remember being in Mexico and saying that um, a friend, an elder was sharing with me how like, oh, los Mexicanos, we are like crabs. You know, every time one crab tries to get out of the bucket, the other crab pulls it back versus like helping the crab get out of the bucket, you know, um, like that attitude of, of, um, like we're all crabs in the bucket and we all really should be getting out. But instead of getting out, as soon as somebody like starts getting out, it's getting pulled back by its own community. Um, so yeah, that, that, you know, is extremely, extremely important to look at as it's related to ancestral trauma, because that wasn't how it used to be when we were more connected to the earth and we were, closer communities before colonization. So that's definitely something that is a byproduct of what we've gone through as Latinx, as indigenous people, as people of color. Um, and yeah, we get to create new stories. So the story that you and I are creating are is a story of, I'm, you know, we're all in our, you guys, you're getting kind of like the behind the scenes, you know, between Vanessa <laughs> and I's phone call, but phone calls that we do to each other. But whenever 
we talk to each other, we're really all about like, how can I support you, sister? Like, what are you doing um, with your business, with your life? So I feel like you and I and our friendship is definitely part of creating that new story that, you know, we're actually real sisters and real sisters help and support each other. And we want to see each other win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you're absolutely right. It is a byproduct. And, you know, part of the reason that I, I immediately thought of you, you know, for this episode, especially, you know, releasing it around Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, you know, how do we honor our past while bringing healing? Because I think there's also a component sometimes of loyalty. It could be unconscious, right? Like I know at one point, even though I'd been doing almost two decades of work, you know, on love, et cetera, of releasing certain things, I did some family constellation work and, you know, I realized, wow, I'm still being loyal to some of the members of my family who didn't have this really wonderful relationship. And, and I didn't even realize it, even having, you know, 20 years of experience, even having been healing myself, working with others. And so it, it's that question of honoring our ancestors while we also create healing space for them because they're not all well ancestors, right? And how do we create healing for ourselves? And so that's kind of the energy that brought me here to even talk to you about it and just we're letting it unfold as it goes you know um for you like what when were you first introduced to the idea of ancestors of of sacred healing work of your own medicine your own sacred medicine yeah thank you for asking i have to say i was you know i was very blessed to be born into a family that practices Indian Peruvian medicine. Um, so I'm fifth generation, right? So that means that four generations prior that we know of, right? Because who knows before that? Um, but most likely that it's more than that, but that's like how far I've been able to trace. Um, lineage of a man, and the reason why, you know, I always talk about how it's a lineage of men and I'm the first woman in this lineage of men to receive the initiations and, and follow these medicine ways is because the women were here all along. Yes. The women, like my great grandmother, she was a powerful medicine woman, but there's a relationship that women as powerful medicine women have had, um, which is that they're the, it's like the wise woman tradition. They're the ones doing spells. They're the ones doing healing for the family in the kitchens with herbs. Yeah. They don't, they don't get as recognized as the men in terms of the, the medicine men, right? So I always point that out. You know, it's like I'm the first of five generations of men because in my lineage, there has been women. But the ones that were recognized were the men. And that's, my dad had daughters. So it's kind of like things changed with me. The recognition of um, that the lineage now can travel through women. Not only has it already traveled through women, because my, you know, my, my ancestors were also medicine women, but that it could be recognized through women. So being born into these lineage, allowed me to understand the relationship with lineage, the power of our lineage, the power of our ancestors. And so I grew up, I was born in Peru, and in the Andean tradition, they say that we get our magic, like our magia, right? Like yeah. uh, that, that, that power to almost like bend reality and yeah. connect to Mother Earth in a way that like she's got your back and she's like, oh, like what you want my beloved daughter i'll work with you right like that magic it gets given to you not by your parents like they give you your body they give you your heart they give you your mind but that magic comes from your grandparents right and so part of when you get initiated into this tradition the first thing that you learn is to 
honor your grandparents and their magic, right? Because that's the magic that you're going to get. Um, and so, you know, having that experience of just honoring my grandparents and just also being able to go back and understand like, wow, there are some ancestors who did the work in this lifetime and I'm able to stand, right? So we, if our ancestors have done the work and at the end, you know, everybody's going home, right? Like everybody's a, spe a spiritual being. Some of us don't know it yet. Yes. So the way that I learned to relate to ancestors is that the ancestors are the ones that like build the foundation of your of, of your temple that you're going to be um, living and, and guiding from, right? Yeah. So um, in that, like so important to honor them. And then by growing up in Mexico, Mexico has a very strong tradition of, of Day of the Dead. What a lot of people don't know, you know, since like these, this movie's, um, uh, what, what's, you know, the day, Walt Disney's. Yes. I don't remember right now, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Movie. Well, you guys, everybody listening knows that, that yeah. there's a Pixar movie or a Pixar movie about Day of the Dead. Um, you know, we really have to attribute it to Mexico and Central America. Mexico and Central America have kept their tradition of Day of the Dead so strong. You know, it's not like in South America, uh, we didn't have it. It just me it just means like I want to honor the Mexican community for for Day of the Dead because it's like credit needs to be given what credit is due. And sometimes what ends up happening is that people when they see something that's cool, they're like, oh that's all Latin America. And it's like we we all celebrate the dead in a different way. Yes. The Mexi we, we just got to give credit to Mexico. I definitely do. And the movie's called Coco because, you know, I just looked it up. Yay. <laughs> Modern technology. Um, yes, and I give it credit as well. And whenever anyone's asked or assumed, it is a Mexican tradition. Because my South American family, so I was born in Peru too, but I only stayed there a couple of months. And then we went back to Buenos Aires and Argentina. There were specific places in the wall like in the actual house there were like concave almost shelves built into the wall where you have your saint your candle and the pictures of your your deceased the people who cro crossed over and i just i loved it i was so intrigued as a child like and listening to the stories and so my family kept kept uh, my ancestors alive through stories and even through tales of we, the hardships we went through, how we overcame or how the next generation or how we're facing it. And so I have to say out of my four siblings, I'm the only one. I have what I call ancestor shelves on the wall. So I don't have them indented, like created into the wall the way my family did in Argentina. But I, wherever I travel, that's one of the first things that goes up after I bless the house. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and having the dialogue and the communication. Like I ask for help, I might get emotional because I feel them, like I feel them come up and just they're smiling at me like we love, we're so proud of you or even in difficult moments. So yeah, it's every culture as you were saying has the way of honoring and Mexico is the way that, you know, the way that they do it, no one else does it, so. Yeah, yeah, so just because of that you know i'm very blessed i grew up in mexico day of the dead was celebrated so we adopted we adopted a lot of the, the day of the dead traditions which is like you make a huge altar full of um selpasuchi flowers you know the yellow flowers and um we go there's like these big markets where they sell um sugar sugar skulls and sugar animals to put on the altars and um it's such a beautiful time it's such a beautiful time day of the dead and um it, you know my ancestors our ancestors because you know i i include you in that yeah um from peru yeah uh they they would keep their mummies like their ancestors like their 
beloved ones would pass and they were mummified. And so they, they had an altar temple, like a little temple where they would keep their mummies and, and um, visit them because it's exactly what you said. So I just want to like even emphasize that it's exactly how you said it. Like there is power in having a whole crew. Like you have an entourage of ancestors that have your back. Yeah. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people that do spiritual work, um, I feel like they miss out when they don't connect to their ancestors. Because imagine, like, those are the people that are just, like, your biggest cheerleaders. Like, they want you to win, like no others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for what you said. You just blew my mind a little bit. Um, but then I'm like, of course, I do. I do. Uh, it resonates. The fact that you said our ancestors kept their mummies. I did some ancestral work at the beginning of this year when my mom was really ill. I wanted to double down and really kind of clear the way and help the ancestors on the other side get even better and well and, you know, work through things still in the process of it. And one of the things that I saw when I went back during one particular lineage was that they were keeping their dead. So I'd never really heard of that in like the recent last 150 years. But when I went back to my grandmother's, who is from Argentina, but I think also from Peru, right? My DNA test said I'm from Peru and Argentina as well. My indigenous connection. I was, now you just, it was like, ding. And so that resonates with me that it's not weird to do, like that doesn't even feel weird to say where well, you're gonna keep your mummies, right? Of course, modern horror movies put another turn, twist and turn on it. But thank you for that. And absolutely, we have a crew. I had a client who actually came up who said, I don't give a F about my ancestors. I'm mad. They need to, that's not my problem. They did what they did. And I found that so interesting because most of my people who come to me, they're very like, I want to connect. I know that something's going on. How can I help? And I find that modern day, there's a big connection to star people, which I understand as well. I feel a connection as well. But we all, and we also have ancestors, even if they haven't been on earth, right? Um, and I think we also come through a physical body line anyway, right? There's a lineage that we come from, even if we say our soul comes from somewhere else. So I think that some folks are not, are missing out on the ancestral piece because they're focusing a lot on star language, right? Uh, and, and everybody's path is different or on why well, I come from Cyrus or I come from Pleiades or I come and they reject the earth almost. Um, and if anybody's listening and feels like that, I would invite you to also explore your earthly roots because I, we can have them both. Yeah. Oh my God. This is getting so juicy because I have like, I don't know how deep we want to go down. Deep as we can go. <laughs> this <laughs> But I will say something that maybe, you know, it's an invitation, but I don't, I don't know where you want to take this conversation. So, you know, I like to be led by you, but I will say that when I call to the ancestors, I always call the ancestors. When I have a client that comes, you know, I open up sacred space and, um, I call the ancestors and how I call them, you know, in, in the Indian tradition, we have, we have bells. We use bells to call in all the energies. And, um, you know, when I, when I ring my bells to call them in, I call in ancestors from mother's line and father's line. And then I, I, I've added this because I know that we've had ancestors who haven't been the best on earth who've actually caused incredible trauma to our lineage because of their actions their actions are have impacted what we now have to heal within ourselves yeah. right i mean i had an ancestor like that um my grandfather my the father of my mother was um a very unconscious cruel very cruel man who traumatized traumatized like 
in on many multiple levels right my my mother which in turn like uh, it traumatized me because I had to I had to do so much healing with my mother um but so what I say when I open sacred space is I call in the ancestors who have done the work in this realm or the other to fully be in support of your highest, most joyful, healthiest, loving, prosperous path. And in that, I do believe my grandfather, I have a feeling, it's a feeling because I, I haven't really felt his spirit, but it is a feeling in terms like, like a knowing um, that he's done the work, you know, in the other, on the other side. And that he's like, all right, I, I kind of, effed up in this you know on earth so i'm i got you like maybe i couldn't get you on on, while i was on earth and i kind of messed things up but i got you on this side and i got you so i just really welcome people that have had like very traumatic lineages to just consider that like don't turn it off like don't don't turn it off meaning like f my ancestors um i got it you know yes a lot of my clients have to heal from their ancestors you you and i do that work um but don't turn that don't turn don't don't close that door just yet um be open to connecting to the ancestors because you are so powerful that you can call the ancestors who have done the work and if those ancestors who were you know even cruel and evil have done the work on the other side like why would you want to close the door like if anything they're the ones that are like i want to i want to fix i want to help you like heal this because it was my responsibility from the mess that i created absolutely thank you so beautifully beautifully shared and i love that you say that who've done the work in this life or the other side I've been calling them in as the well ancestors, and I, I like the way that you're wording it and phrasing it. Um, and I don't think we can escape it. Like, even I said, you know, my mom is living at this time, and when I found this romantic block, you know, that secret loyalty to her, it was an unconscious. So that's someone who's living. We have patterns and habits and ways of being, as you know from 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 relatives and family members we've never met you know yeah and and so as we listen to this conversation the invitation for each and every one of us is to feel into and breathe deeply breathe deeply into this knowing that we each that we each carry something within us that can guide us through difficult times and it's not only our own higher self our own intuition our own guides but really it's the roots and the foundation from whence we all come from exactly yeah and and it's so important to focus on the root like you know whatever whatever modality that people want to do um reiki um you know intuition connecting like you said to the star brothers and sisters um whatever it is whatever it is that people really feel called to it, it's it's kind of like we are we are like trees and if we don't focus on the roots first our fruits won't be as juicy and and beautiful and nutritious yes. and and connecting to the ancestors thank you for you know thank you to the mexica people for bringing us the of the dead is all about that is like how can we nourish the roots how can we nourish the roots on one day right in november let us water these roots. Let us give the nutrients they need with offerings. Um, 
But you know, I do this every day. I haven't, like you and I, we have ancestor uh, altars. My ancestor altars is, is present every day. Right. And like I was saying, after I clear the house, whenever I move, that's the first thing that has to go up. I mean, someone, someone else is worried about making the bed and I'm like, let's put the, let's put this up because I feel like everything that I do is guided and watched over. So with my family, there's like four generations of mediums on both sides, but they, I know that my family was torn away from any of their practices through time. And so a lot of their practices revolved around Catholicism and Espiritismo mm -hmm. and communicating with the dead, those who have passed, their guides, because they heard it. They had the ability to hear. They still carried that. And it was so interesting because growing up, they, the way that they would cover up, and I, I've talked to other Latinx and they told me that they had the same experience where they'd be like, tuve un sueño, I had a dream last night. <laughs> it wasn't a dream. It was like they heard somebody talking to them in a room or, you know, they pulled a card, something happened, you know, they did a little divination there, but they covered it up and made it like a little more acceptable because it was a dream. And so just from childhood, I was heard that, you know, of course the limpias, um, the clearing the space, the prayer, the healing, when somebody has an empacho, when somebody has the evil eye. One of the things that I came up against uh, when I was 19, because there wasn't a structure, like you had a structure, right, mm -hmm. uh, of training. We did, you know, I was taught to clear myself in certain ways, to do certain limpias, to do certain prayers. But there wasn't a structure for how do you share this with anyone else, because they really didn't. And it was like a secret. And I didn't even find out the depths of it until I was 19 and I had done past life regression work. My guides were talking to me since like loudly since I was 16, that I went to Argentina and like with this, I remember a heavy heart. Like I was so scared to come out to my mom's parents. I adored them and Cecilia and Arnaldo. And I was just so like, oh my God, are they gonna think I'm crazy? I took a deep breath and when I told them, my grandfather started laughing. And then he called my, my, he's like, vieja. And then she came in the room. He's like, have a seat. This one is telling us that she has guides. And then she starts laughing too. And I'm like, oh. so I was expecting, like I was so heavy in my heart and so worried because my mother accepted it and she knew, but I was like, is this a secret? Like, is this, what is this? And they sat down and just started telling me stories and how he had a guide and he was told to go into a ditch and find his friend. And he gathered like his community at one point, they went out with trucks and they found him through the rain. And I was like, didn't people like question you and say, are you crazy? Because they did, but I told them I had a dream, you know? <laughs> so everybody ran out because they couldn't find this man in the rain. And they pulled him out together because of his guide talking to him. And so, I would say that for anyone listening who's had this way, I think so many of us, right? I mean, you are blessed and, 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 and what a blessing you are to the world to be able to share this type of life that you've stepped into and now you can infuse into all of your work. There's so many of us that at to some point, because I had the weight till I was 19 and then it lifted, but I know people like 50s, 60s who are still like, oh, is this bad? What is this? Mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah um i think you raise a really good point too is that it now and, and it's something that you and i have talked about before and i think it's important to bring up because you know in in a way that like we are becoming the elders of our community yeah um because there's a lot of a lot of younger healers, mediums, uh, medicine people that are coming up now that um, are recognizing like they're actually stepping into their power, are stepping into their gifts sooner than, than um, not that we did. I, I mean, you know, I was initiated at 16. You were having these feelings also at 16. I was reading people at 16, but yeah. Yes. But like, of, like right now, I think it's a, a lot more accepted to be visible yes in in terms of like talking about mediumship talking about you know the andean tradition like i mean and what a beautiful gift right 
what a beautiful gift that that is available now to everybody. And I also want to just like recognize that we are that generation that we're just like at, at the, in the middle, right? Like where it's like our parents kept it secret and our grandparents kept it secret. Yes. It was almost like up to us to, to emerge from the secrecy into making it available, talking about it, having these conversations. So it, I say that it was thanks to the work we've had to do yes. that all these young healers are blowing up on Instagram. Yes, 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 yes. I'm getting chills when you say that. Um, I don't know about you, but I know that my mom was like, why are you doing, you know, I started my first circle at 19. Then I started doing them 20 years ago. And at first they were free. They were for community. And my mom is like, you know, it's dangerous. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and then when I came out, I mean, she did call me and beg me at one point. And my mom, by the way, is a psychic, a spiritual woman. I mean, she's a healer, but it's again, quiet. And I was like, mom, I'm safe. It's time. And now she, she's been backing me 100%. My family backs me now. But it was that moment where, I mean, she was so afraid for my like very soul in life almost. <clears throat> Did you have anything like that that you have to push against to get here now? I was very lucky that, you know, my father, um, my father was doing a lot of like community healing but he never, he never decided to fully focus on it 100% because um, he's an artist as well. So I was lucky that it was a conversation and, and he was actually doing it for people also for free. Um, but it, it, I think that what I've had to get over, which is like really your question, right? Yeah. Is my own conditioning around it. Right my own ancestral conditioning around it because um, while my dad was conducting ceremonies for our family, closest friends, um, you know, he, he never made a, a livelihood of it. And to me, it's everything I do, I breathe, I eat yeah. to the point where um, I, I had to make a choice and decide actually this is my livelihood yes. because there's, there's nothing else that, I mean, yes, I'm, I have other talents. Of course, I'm very multi-talented like most of us are, right, um, that are in these fields. But it's almost like even when I tried to do something else, like spirit brought me back to this, right? Um, so for me, what I've had to overcome is, the owning it full into its full expression yes. like big time um and i'm still on that journey you know i'm still on that journey of stepping into it not and i'm not talking about like stepping into it like in terms of experience and what i'm here to offer because i've been doing this like you right like we've had these conversations right about this podcast like i've been doing it already for 20 plus years so it's it's not stepping into the experience because the experience has been here i've seen thousands of clients thousands of hours yes. um but it's more like stepping into like the the, the visibility that is now available which yes. is like instagram youtube facebook like it's a different kind of visibility that that was available back then, you know, like to my father even. Right. Um, Absolutely. And I'm still in that process of embracing the visibility. Like once breaking through of the being visible and doing this visibly, which happened, I mean, really in the last decade, but the last seven years I've been online full time and it's been, it's been incredible and just the levels of it. And even now I'm going through another your transformation, um, re-examining of what doesn't work and then showing up and kind of refining the process and re-offering and figuring out what do I need at this point. Um, one of the things that I will say as we engage in this visibility 
um, question and exploration is that there's also a demand that sometimes feels greater than what most can give. Like there's a lot of demand for free content. Um, and you know, I love me some videos. I mean, I built a really large following in the Spanish speaking community through just showing up every day for a couple of minutes, right? Um, <clears throat> but what I'm finding is this big demand. And I know that your practice is full. I know that mine is full. I know that, you know, that I teach courses as well. And you are, you know, creating so many things and doing ceremonies and programs that it's almost like us creating our boundaries as well. Like, how do we also keep our personal self-care? How do we keep our content flowing and doing the things that make us happy and having a full life and having actual clients, right? Because I think that there's also a lot of healers that don't have a lot of clients where it's their healing is content creation, which is a sacred act within itself. But, but there's also that space, right? Like we and I were talking about it the other day, like we're in it with, with our people, we're in it with the group programs, we're in it and also continuing to stay visible. Any thoughts on that? Because I know that it's, it's an ongoing question for me as well. Yeah, it's such a beautiful exploration. I love, I just want to um, praise you for what you said, like that that is a path of creating sacred content. I love, I love that, that perspective. Um, the only, the only way that I can see it being done now is like, I've had to hire a team. Like that's how it's been getting, like, you know, this morning I, I, I woke up at, 6.30 and I had a, a call with my um, editor, you know, I have an ed I have a, a copy editor um, that I'm working with um, and he's in the East Coast right now. He's usually here in LA, but it's just, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm taking this time to create some content. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act and it's, it's a commitment that I feel that, that I need to make in order to grow. And so getting help, being open to help. And I know that that as powerful women that we've been, that, that that's sometimes a challenge because we want to do it all. <laughs> totally, totally. And in some ways, I've been blessed since I started online. I had a part-time assistant. I've changed them a couple times, an intern. My web team is now changing. And remembering to stay open, right? Remembering to say, well, I want to do this. I don't have this. Well, what do I have? Who can I reach out to? How can I open up for more? And I know that that's also an ancestral thing. I think that for in my family, um, my mom's side of the family, most most of the men were entrepreneurs and even at one point quite wealthy until there was like a, a major incident with a death involved of a family member and then it's like they kind of let go and just kind of stayed small you know they shrunk a little bit and said well let's just survive and not thrive in this huge way and that always it reminds me as i've done work on that you know to allow myself to expand to allow myself to get support when I'm hurting instead of running off, right? To allow myself to ask for help or a trade or something that can help me expand to go to the next level while I also give back. And so, yeah, it is. And so as we begin to wrap up, Zochil, I, you know, any messages, any messages coming through you or that you would like to share you know, if people are curious about connecting to their ancestors, especially around these sacred days, um, you know, Samhain and Day of the Dead and All Saints Day and All Souls Day, those are days that to me, the veil really is thin. I mean, we can communicate with those who pass at any time, but to me, it's like, those are the days for me to like, kind of go inwards. Anything that you could suggest to anyone who's interested, maybe new, how could they begin to even, you know, open up to receive or conduct or honor their ancestors in any way? Yeah, so there's two ways to honor the, the ancestors. One is um, 
some sometimes this requires a little research and sometimes it doesn't right like maybe you know the names right names are important the names of your ancestors like just tracing back like grandparents or like parents grandparents great-grandparents and however far you can go right so just like writing their names on a piece of paper so like to acknowledge their presence in your life and not everyone can do that because one sometimes we've been adopted when we don't know these names or the names just got lost so what you could write on a piece of paper is like i welcome my you know my grandparents and my great-grandparents and my ancestors before that that have done the work in this realm or the other so actually like a an exercise of of writing and and like writing their names as as to acknowledge them in, in, in the physical form because you're bringing them into the physical right you're bringing you're writing their names on a piece of paper so that's one the second really important one is if you once you do that it's like setting a space altars are so powerful because it's kind of like creating a space for them where you get to give them gifts give them offerings offerings um are so so welcomed by the ancestors so and it could be like a flower it could be like a glass of water it could be a candle it could be some candy you know it's maybe it's in your tradition there's ways to uh, you know that that you honor your ancestors that you can find out what these are like what what offerings do you give or maybe it's just closing your eyes and being like mm, what what would they like i mean some people even put like some rum or yes. alcoholic beverages right they they smoke a cigar you know you know it's yeah. there's different ways yeah yeah so um i would say for a beginner that is, is, is ready to um, connect with the ancestors. Those are like two very doable things that you can do that just, you know, writing their names doesn't take that long. And if you don't know their names, right, you know, writing just their presence, right? To make parents, grandparents. Um, and then, yeah, making a little offering. That, that makes them so happy. Just those little acts of, of you know what it is? It's, it's, it's honoring, but it's also like, oh, I'm recognizing. I'm recognizing that you are here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think what we all suffer from, and even with all my years, you know, when I'm sad or doubting myself, which happens, it's that energy of separation, right? That's what causes us the greatest pain. And so I believe that when we're honoring our ancestors and we feel that connection we're building, I mean, the bridge is there, but maybe we need to build it consciously, right? The bridge already exists, but like any relationship, it does require some time and attention. And I feel that when I honor my ancestors, that it is a way to get back to myself, to remind myself my place, my place in the world of all things, you know, on earth right now, this earth walk, like this is my place at this time. I'm Vanessa embodying, embodying this body, daughter of Christina and Willie, granddaughter of Cecilia Arnaldo, you know, of Carlos y Hortensia, you know, and it goes on and on. And, and like you said, if we don't know the names. And so when we feel slightly out of place, when we feel we don't belong, when we feel um, lost, when we feel, and, and it doesn't even have to be that energy of loss or, or feeling out of place energy of joy like the energy of joy as well um i i started belly dancing years ago now i haven't recently which reminds me i should again i or not should but i want to again that when i started belly dancing my my aunt who passed my grandmother and someone else they all came to me in a dream and they were just like we were always trying to dance like this but there were no classes there were no places but we love this this music just moves our soul. And so I asked around and I actually found out that yes, they had, they had done it years and years and years before, but that there was no place to go study or they, they got like a record and then someone in the family was not happy with it. So they told them they couldn't do it. And here I was dancing freely and it was such joy to share that freedom with them. I danced because they could not, you know? And so just for anyone, even some of the activities that you do, 
breathe into it. It may be something that your, your ancestors did, or it may be something that they couldn't, and now that you can, so you can also share your joy and freedom with them. Oh my God, I love that, especially because I know you have a lot of listeners that are practitioners themselves, healers, intuitives, and yeah, we were, hello, I mean, we were getting burnt. Hello. <laughs> For There's a no reason my family was scared. There was a reason why my mom was like, think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And sharing that joy, and that's why for me doing an ancestor circle every year in this time or joining in community and being out about it is so important and knowing that I'm safe and affirming that we are safe. And so, Ooh, so you know, I could talk to you about this and so many other things forever and hours. And I know I'm going to have you back. How can people reach you if they're interested in knowing more about you, working with you, exploring your work? Yeah. Thank you so much. They can go to my website, which is www sochilashe.com x-o-c-h-i-t-l-a-s-h-e.com and yeah um, I help leaders, creatives entrepreneurs to overcome their ancestral trauma around wealth so that they can have the impact that they want in the world um, and I have um, I'm still working mentoring people one-on-one and so I have a few spaces so whoever wants to reach out I'd love to connect and see how I can support with that journey beautiful thank you thank you thank you and for all of you listening please do check out this incredible and money does work this is she is so beautiful and kind and flowing and deep 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 that it will only be a blessing for you to connect with her Thank you all. Thank you, Sochil. And we will return. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this broadcast, to this conversation with mi hermanita Sochil Ashe. And thank you for being patient with me as I return, as I reform, as I recreate, realizing as I hear this conversation that my mom is no longer on the planet and knowing that she is smiling as we talk about honoring our ancestors, the relationships that we have with them as they are alive will not continue the same. They are not here physically, and yet the relationships continue to evolve. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in more information, please follow me on The Biz Bruja on Instagram. Please sign up for any information you may find in that bio that interests you and know that every Monday now for two months, I've been holding space for free every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Blessed, Release, Calm and Rise Healing Gathering. Everyone is welcome and we go deep into a powerful meditation to receive our own inner knowing while I send long distance Reiki energy healing energy and we come together as a community to support each other to witness each other and share any messages that may come up for us for the collective because truly each and every one of us is a leader each and every one of us has wisdom and it's time for us to truly support each other as if we do because we do mucho amor gracias seguiremos so much love we will continue adios